You are now listening to the CRC podcast, brought to you by Pastor Ad Bossif. We trust that this message will change your life forever. Come on, give him your biggest praise. In the name of Jesus, come all over this place, give him praise. Hallelujah. Come on, give him praise like you have a great expectation for 2022. Oh, come on, CRC, all over South Africa, all over Africa. Give Him a praise like good things are heading your way in 2022. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Don't forget tonight, please. You don't want to miss it. Our Christmas production is going to be absolutely amazing. So what you see on the platform has absolutely nothing to do with my uh, uh, sermon this morning, but everything about tonight. So tonight's going to be awesome. We have a full orchestra here. We have somebody that's going to play the bagpipes. So we're going to have some classical music and some beautiful music and also display our talent in drama. So uh, don't miss it, okay? Many of your kids have finished exams. So bring them to church. Bring the lost as well. We're going to have an amazing time as we are this morning in the presence of God. Welcome to TBN. Welcome to TBN year two. Yes, good news. From today, we are broadcasting on TV in Ukraine and Poland. Hallelujah. So we are increasing in the midst of decrease right here from South Africa that God has chosen to bring revival to the nations. Okay, we'll talk about that in a moment. Welcome to all the beautiful people on One Gospel TV, Praise TV Live, Facebook Live, YouTube, CRC Online, Correctional Facilities all over Africa. We have many of their representatives here today. Thank you for serving and thank you for giving hope to those who are in correctional facilities. We salute you, we love you, and we honour the memorandum of agreement we have with you. We thank God for favour to be able to work with people, to restore them and to give them hope. Welcome to those in Russia, our brothers in Russia and sisters. We are excited in spite of what people are saying about a fourth, a fifth, a sixth wave. We are going to be in Russia and we are going to have a massive crusade in many places as God has opened doors. Also Israel, those in America, Europe, India, Pakistan, China, Africa, let everything that have breath praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ today. Hallelujah. How many of you are ready for 2022? Amen. Okay, let's talk about getting ready for 2022. Take your seats, okay? We're going to do more than a hop, skip and a dump in the, jump in the church today, more than a, just a little hallelujah. We are going to talk about preparing the harvest that we believe God has for us in 2022. Because although God has many promises, not everything is just going to drop in your lap. Amen. So we have to get wisdom and we have to walk in understanding. And we have to respect the laws and the principles that govern this world and also God's kingdom. So Isaiah or Genesis 22 or 26 verse 12 to 25 or just 12 to 14. Then Isaac sowed in that land. That land was a land of a second famine, a land of a predicted fourth wave. It's okay to say, oh me, oh my, oh why. Timed perfectly. <laughs> no, I'll say no more. Every year, a perfect timing. That doesn't matter. Because we are not the tail, we are the head. No matter what the world rulers plot and scheme, we will not lose our fighting spirit and we will not be intimidated by what is happening in this world, okay? We're in this world, we're not of this world. So we are called to live above and we are called to walk through the valley, not camp in the valley. So uh, I'm gonna believe God's Word more than what people are saying. It's amazing this thing never was discovered during the elections, but they'll discover it a few days after the elections. Let's just say it as it is. And that makes me unpopular with many uh, uh, politicians, I don't care. So he reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And, and just think about this, if there's always a new variant in South Africa, 
it must mean that South Africa is very important and it must mean that God has great plans with South Africa and it must mean that the world's rulers are concerned about South Africa if we are the ones always chosen. Now we've got hundreds of doctors in our church and I, not all of you will agree with me, but you know, we agree to disagree. So uh, do what you have to do. So the man began to prosper, continued prospering until he became very prosperous. God blessed him. God empowered him to prosper and to succeed in a second famine in the midst of a fourth wave. However, this command council will decide or whatever they decide today, circumstances has no relevance or bearing on God's plan. There can be a delay, there can be a setback, but we know when you have a setback, you don't take a step back because God has already planned you for a great comeback in 2022 in Jesus' Name. So we wanna break famine in the midst of famine. We want to break famine off of our lives in every area, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, relationally, financially. God's plan for your life is not lack in any area. No lack. No lack of happiness. No lack of joy. No lack of peace. No lack of resources. No lack of friends. No lack of contentment. God's plan for you is abundance in every area of your life. Now you better know that it's not Satan's plan for your life. And you better understand that this world is still controlled by the God of this world who is Satan. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4 and Ephesians 2 verse 2, the Bible calls him the prince of the power of the air. So this world system still belongs to the devil and the world rulers that are submitted to him that plot and scheme as the Bible talks about behind closed doors, planning their agendas cannot stop what God has planned for you in your personal life, in your marriage, in your business and in your future. Oh, come on, say amen and give the Lord a praise because we're talking about what God says about you in Jesus' Name. So Breakthrough 2022, the year of many breakthroughs will happen God's way, not your way. And I wanna say this, that I'm not against miracles. I pray for many people who have experienced miracles, but we don't live by miracles. We live by faith. We walk by faith. We please God by faith. So when do we need miracles in an evil day? When Satan attacks you, your marriage, your emotions, your finances. And you will see in the Bible, it says it happened. And that means you did nothing wrong. It's not because you did not sow the right seed or you sowed the wrong seed. Sometimes an evil day will just happen. And then you better trust God to get you out. A miracle is God's bailout plan when in the natural, there's nothing you can do. No doctor can help you. Nobody can help you but God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. If you believe it, say amen and give the Lord a praise, okay? However, you build your life through the law of seed time and harvest. Galatians 6 verse 7, the Bible says, Do not be deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he will surely reap. The J.B. Philip translation says, A man's harvest in life is based entirely upon the seed he has sown. So miracles, when there is no cure in the natural when there's an unexpected attack, like Jehoshaphat, it happened. Like David, it happened. Like Lazarus, it happened. He died. A miracle was needed. Some of you need a miracle. And when I talk about the law of seed time and harvest, I don't mean to steal your faith, but I mean to add to your faith that you cannot live from miracle to miracle, run from prophet to prophet. Amen. You have to understand how you live. And you have to understand your thoughts, your words, your actions, your deeds, your habits today determine your destiny tomorrow. You have to understand it. 
Isaiah 4 verse 6, my people perish for what? Not lack of miracles, lack of knowledge. My people perish not for lack of anointing. A lot of anointed people in Africa and they are poor. A lot of pastors with great big churches, but they have no money to do anything for God because the people are poor. And every week people come expecting a miracle. You need more than a miracle. You need to understand the Word of God, live God's Word and apply God's Word. So there are times, listen, where God will sovereignly bless you, increase you and multiply you just because He's God, because He wants to demonstrate His goodness in your life. He chooses. You have nothing to do with it. But He still works with your actions, your faithfulness, your prayer, the seed that you are sowing, because you know we all are sowing seed all the time, good seed and bad seed. You're all here today because of a law called seed time and harvest. You don't just get here in standard five. Even if your parents never planned you, there was a law that was applied and here you are. Amen. Every year we see it in nature. We see it in animals. Everything is governed by the law of seed time and harvest. Our municipalities, what a disgrace, what is happening in Bloomingdale in a city I dearly love, to see what has happened in that city in the last five years, the level of deterioration. And that is because nobody's done nothing or people have not applied themselves. People have not been diligent. Bible says the hand of the diligent will be made rich. The Bible says he who excels in work, he will stand before great men. So those are laws of seed time and harvest. Deterioration is a result of seed time and harvest as well. Neglect is a seed that you sow. Not applying yourself is a seed that you sow. Laziness is a seed that you sow. A little slumber, a little sleep, a little folding of the arms. And so your poverty will come upon you. You are sowing laziness, sleeping till 10 o'clock in the morning, complaining, murmuring. So you better watch what they say after this. Command council says whatever they're going to say. Hello? Bible says be angry and so not. So when they close the beaches, just shut up for your own sake. <laughs> Come on, just smile, man. Because we know COVID, COVID is hiding in the sand somewhere. Okay. So these are moments when, when, when God does miracles, it is to reveal His goodness. However, we don't live by miracles. We live by a law called seed time and harvest. We live by faith. We walk by faith. We please God by faith. Faith without works is dead. How do we release this faith? by applying the law that God gave us in Genesis chapter 8 verse 22. You know, I wanted to talk about something else this morning, how to walk into 2021. I really felt the Holy Ghost prompting me to stay here because if you don't understand this, if this is not the greatest revelation you live by, you are unfortunately somewhere going to run out of a harvest in your life. Whether it's in a harvest with a child, a harvest in your marriage, a harvest in your emotions, a harvest in your job, in your career, you are gonna run out of something because you disrespect a law that governs the world like gravity. For every action, there's a reaction, Newton said. There's a law. Whatever you sow, you will reap. Whatever. Well, the Gen Xers, I'm one of them, we like to say whatever. Uh-huh. Whatever. Whatever you sow. Whatever you think. Whatever you say. That's why the Bible says, God is not mocked. He who sows to His Spirit will of His Spirit reap life everlasting. He who sows to His flesh will of the flesh reap uh, corruption. So, so you are sowing all the time. You are sowing to your spirit man or you're sowing to your carnal man. You are sowing positive thoughts or negative thoughts. You are sowing actions that will empower you or disempower you all the time. You are sowing seed 
You have to respect it, understand this law and, and, and have this law work for you. As people who send shuttles out of space use gravity to bring that shuttle back. They use gravity to land the aeroplane, but they have to work against gravity through the law of lift to get the aeroplane off the running strip. So you cannot act like I don't know because that will cost you. You can't say I don't agree because that would be like my friend. His name was Feike and he thought he was Superman. He was going to fly. So he, they lived just right next to Ronya Macy School in Bloemfontein. And he, <laughs> he took a sheet and he tied four cords to it and he thought he was going to parachute off the building. Now, he never did his uh, degree in aviation. He just thought this is a good idea. Guess what? He jumped. The parachute never opened. He came down and he broke both his legs and he broke his hips because he had no understanding of the law of gravity. What goes up must come down. Well, what you sow will come back to you. What you sow comes back to you. What you make happen for other people, other people will make happen to you. So if you're a slanderer, people will slander you. If you're judgmental, you will reap judgment all your life and you will condemn yourself and lose your joy. So let's talk about sowing in famine. Because the last thing people want to do in a famine is sow seed. I mean good seed. I mean going through a tough time in a relationship, you don't want to say the right thing. You want to say what you feel. You're going through a difficult time in your business. The last thing you want to do is give your tithe to the church and you feel justified. So we have to understand that or, 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 or you know, you, you're just tired, too tired to go to gym and at three months later, you're just too tired. And then you have some COVID addition. Okay. So 1 Kings 17, the Bible says verse 8. Now listen. The word of the Lord came to him, that's the prophet Elijah, and said, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon. Dwell there and see, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed, there was a widow gathering sticks. And he called, she wasn't in the sticks, or she was, and she was gathering sticks, okay. And he called to her and he said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread. What do people always say when, when, when you talk about seed time and a harvest? I don't have. I don't have anything. We're not just talking about finances. We're talking about complimenting the person that actually you should not be, you don't feel like complimenting. It means loving on the person that doesn't deserve your love. It means you are withholding the seed that will change the situation. That will change the situation at your workplace. That will change your financial situation. That will change the state of your mind. Amen. I understand when you go to the psychiatrist and you have to talk about your problems. With my brother, my sister, you talk about your problems once and then you better begin to talk about the solutions. Every meeting after that should be about the solutions. You can't go back to the problem again and again and five years later, you still talk about your problem because you bring your past into your present. You have to speak about your future. There's life and death in the power of your tongue. Sure, if you have unresolved issues, then deal with those unresolved issues but then move on. I said, then move on. Run into 2022 with God who is with you. Don't go back and rehearse and nurse and curse yesterday to everybody else who has a listening ear because you will empower yourself to fail in the future. You have to change your conversation. You have to change your relationships. You have to change your expectation. You have to talk about the future, not the past. Come on. You know, when people live in a victim mindset, they talk about yesterday all the time, and I think apartheid is the worst thing that could have happened to South Africa or any country. Racism as well as slavery is 
Um, and I don't want to say but, because but would mean it wasn't a, a, a tragedy that happened. But somewhere we have to say what happened is bad and what happened was demonic. But now I am going to claim back my life and I'm going to build my life and my future and not be drawn into a conversation every time I have a problem. I'm going to find somebody to blame about yesterday, okay? I mean, let's be truthful. With a poor service delivery, we can't blame those that were in, 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 in any place of leadership 30 years ago. I know you don't like hearing this. I mean, if the pipe is broken, it should have been fixed yesterday, not 30 years ago. If there's no water and people are getting paid 300 million rand with continued corruption, don't go beyond the level of corruption and the money that is still going out of this country and think we are in the mess we are in because of something somebody did 30 years ago. Yes, the playing field is not level. And yes, there are changes that should take place, take place in the financial industry, in the mining industry, in many areas of South Africa where people were excluded, previously disadvantaged. But while people play games up there and while they bribe and while they extort and while they have their agendas and look the other way, you better get on with your life and stop waiting for somebody else to come and redeem you and deliver you because 2,000 years ago, God already sent a Saviour. He sent a Deliverer. He sent a Redeemer. He sent you the Holy Ghost so that you can prosper in the second famine, the fourth wave, the fifth wave, no matter how dark your skin pigmentation is or light. God promises you a future. And don't tell me I'm too white to be a doctor. That's gonna make me more determined. I'm not gonna put my tail between my legs and leave South Africa and go be something else in New Zealand or somewhere or something because somebody said, I cannot fulfill my destiny because of some legislation and I'm just gonna put my tail between my legs and run. Then you better run, my brother, because then you were not gonna make it in any case. The more the opposition, the more determined you should become. The more people say you cannot do it, the more you should say, I'm gonna do it in Jesus' Name. The more people try to steal your dream, Joseph, the more determined you have to be to pursue the dream that God has for you. Because let me tell you, if God is for you, who can be against you? I don't care what Parliament decides. I don't care what that company decides. I don't care what people say. People may say that this is not a woman's world. Hey, you're going to be the first woman that will invade that world. You will be the first woman judge on that level. You will be the first Chief Justice woman in South Africa that is a male-dominated world because if God made that for you, Esther, you are going to be that Esther in Jesus' name. But get rid of the victim mindset. Get rid of camping at yesterday. Get rid of talking about yesterday all the time and get yourself up Get yourself out of the ditch. Keep on walking through your valley. Put a smile on your face. Get a, a, a straighten your gate in the name of Jesus Christ and have some attitude and some aptitude that something good is going to happen to me. Oh, come on, if you believe it, I feel the Holy Ghost. Give Him a praise wherever you are in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If I had to listen to what can't be done, I'd not do anything. Because I heard you too young. I said, mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard they said a multiracial church can't work in the free state, in, in Lady Brand. Because in Lady Brand, when I started the multiracial church in 1988, when you drove into Lady Brand, it said Afrikaner Lady Brand. God said to me, all people. When we... You know, you all come and you watch screens and live preaching. Everybody does it now, but we pioneered it in South Africa. Telcom learned from us, CRC. Let me just tell you, yes, I can, I can brag a little bit because it's true. 15 years ago, there was no optic fiber. There was no uh, width to be able to do what we did. We did it. We were the first people in South Africa who did it. And every past I spoke to, I don't want to give their names, big names all over, over, all over the world. I said, because God spoke to me in 1994. That one, I'm going to build the church through technology. I was sitting in a service and somebody played those old video cassettes and, and God said to me, one day you're going to build my church like this. So I, when God spoke to me at the time, it was right 15 years ago. 
and I spoke to everybody, men of faith, and everybody said to me, art, because they're most Americans, right? Never gonna work. No intelligent person is gonna walk in and watch a screen. Now they're all doing it. All of them. The very ones who told me it cannot be done are now doing it. Thank God I wasn't moved by people's good advice. Amen. I knew what God said and I stuck to my gun. There was one person who was honest and truthful. He said, if you can believe it, it's going to work for you. That's Casey Treat, okay? Faith. Now everybody talks about one church in many locations. Back in the day, we were the only ones. There was one other person, Craig Rochelle. That's it. In the whole wide world. Can't build a multiracial church. When I started in Bloemfontein, people say, Nia, black the conservative. And then that was still apartheid. So the only people of colour who came, we had to have them climb on buses. And the snooty, wooty, whiteies left. Because they had problems. Wasn't going to work. Well, who said it can't work? Who said you have to go with a stream? Who said you have to believe what other people say about your future? Your future, my brother and sister, are in your hands. And you better begin to do the right thing today so you can reap the harvest tomorrow in Jesus' Name. You better stop whining and complaining and murmuring about everything. And you better begin to find the right seed to sow for your future in Jesus' Name. You know, as a minister, you'll be greatly blessed. But we positioned ourselves years and 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 years ago. Back in 1988, the ANC did not convince me. No human being convinced me that racism is a sin. I did not open the doors after 94 for all people. I opened the doors in 1988 in Lady Brand when I started that church and people came from all walks of life. And I saw a lot of people even say, I'm still trying to figure out what that is. Because I thought you owe your means as means of what great is. What was in the blood of Jesus Christ? What is the means of what you can live in the Himmel? There are going to be a place for what means of what Afrikaners need. That's in Himmel. And if you can't get along down here, I question whether you're going to get up there. Because you love your neighbours, you love yourself. Your neighbor is that person of another culture, colour. So stop talking about them and us because you're sowing wrong seed. Stop walking with those who hate white people. Thank God, you know, I was a street preacher. That's why I started preaching on the streets. Didn't need a congregation, just jumped on a plant box back in 1984, five. And just, we jump on the plant box because I'm an evangelist about heart. Open the Bible, say, people are shopping. Hundreds of people between two shopping centers. Jump on, they say, welcome everybody. Thank you for being here today. I have something to share with you. People just go and stand. Preach the word, give an altar call. Preach the goodness of God. That's how I build the church, out on the street every Friday, every Saturday, preaching to a lost world. Never lost my compassion every day. Today still, I witness to lost people in the gym. That's why I don't gym at my house. I go to gym for one reason, and that is to reach people. Because people are lost without Jesus Christ. Can you, can you, can you understand that? Huh? That what we do today determines tomorrow, not just for us, but for other people. What the nationalists did a long time ago, we're living in that harvest. Now, I know some of you don't like me talking like that. I'm not judging anybody, I'm stating facts. The result of corruption to the tune of six to seven trillion rand, that is 7,000 billion. Do you know how much money that is? Not asking it in an insulting manner. That could have given jobs for at least five million people each 500,000 rand. Just the money we lost out of corruption. But then people say to me, you cannot talk about corruption cause you're white. Listen, I have this for you. (laughs) 
<laughs> so let me get back here because my time is up. It's always up. In this dispensation, in any case. What can I tell you in half an hour in any case? After you've listened to garbage the whole week. She says, I do not have bread, only a, a, a handful of flour in a bin, a little oil of jar. And see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks, I'm going to die. It says, do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. Fear is the enemy of faith. Not just love, because faith works by love. So when you're in the love of God, the temperature is faith. So when fear comes, it steals your faith because you doubt God's love, God's Word, right? The promises. So it says, do not fear. Do not fear the famine. And go and do as you have said. But make me a small cake from it first. How selfish is this prophet? I mean, the girl is about to die. She did not come with his ministry and fund her and bless her and give to her. Isn't there something wrong with this picture? That the prophet comes to and he says, "Ah, I know you only have a little bit, but give to me first. I mean, our minds say, uh-uh, you have to give, 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 give that person. Well, we've handed out hundreds of thousands of food parcels to the tune of, I can't tell you how many tens and tens and tens of millions in this lockdown. And guess what? Most of those people need another food parcel. Most of those people are waiting for another food parcel. I don't mean it in a, in a derogatory way. Because until we don't teach those people, you've got to do something yourself as well. You cannot just wait for a handout all the time. You don't need a social grant. You need an opportunity. You need a job. You need to get busy out there in the Name of Jesus Christ. Because if I feed you, I have to feed you for the rest of your life. And I am going to feed the poor, but I have to do more than that. I have to empower the poor. I have to teach the poor people how to live by different principles, how to live by God's kingdom principles. And that is, I have to teach you to fish and I have to teach you the principle and the law of seed time and harvest. If you do not sow seed, you will never have a permanent harvest. So this is what the prophet is doing. He sent to this widow, not only so the widow can feed him, but more so he can change the environment in the widow's life. An environment of what? Discouragement, disillusionment, depression. We're gonna eat, we're gonna die. This is it, I've lost my business. And what does he say to her? He says, give me first. What is he trying to do? He's trying to get her to connect with a law that governs every human being on this earth. And that is the law of seed time and harvest. Genesis 8 verse 22, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, day and night, winter and summer will not cease. As little as we like it, summer is coming, no matter how cold it is, summer is coming. Then there's gonna be autumn, and then there's gonna be winter, then there's gonna be spring, then there's gonna be summer over and over and over again. We pray that this COVID wave prediction stops at some time because it's not making a lot of sense anymore, even to those who claim it made sense at a time. I'm shocked. When I play this game, it's destroying the lives of people. So what's he doing to this woman? I mean, she's in need and he's asking her to meet his need. I mean, surely God could have found somebody else to meet his need. But he sent there for this woman to meet her need. Because the only way for her breakthrough is to change, is to understand. We're talking about permanent breakthrough, right? Not just a miracle. God bails you out today and tomorrow you are exactly where you were. I found many people like that in my life. Prayed for a guy once, he was in a wheelchair for 34 years. 34 years, shot. God healed him, raised him up. Took him a long time to start walking, obviously. Because you know, people that are paralyzed and the prophet who ever prays for them, they just jump out and run. That's nonsense because they have no muscles. It's wasted away. God heals them. You have to literally rehabilitate them for those muscles that have withered. They can't have strong legs and they've supposedly sat in a wheelchair for three years. It's a fake miracle. Because people that truly get healed in that level, they can't walk, they've lost their balance. 
So you have to help them. Working of miracle. Not faking a miracle. Not, let me not say that. Like people have a meeting, they say 500 blind people walked. Everybody goes, hallelujah. The deaf saw. So the question is, when are people most likely and unwilling to sow seed in a famine? When is it essential to sow seed in a famine? The worst thing you can do in a famine is to stop sowing seed. We're not just talking about money. We're talking about your marriage. We're talking about your emotions. We're talking about your mind, your work ethics. Tough at business and you stop going to business. You take more time off from work and you start losing momentum. Because momentum is your friend. One thing this COVID has done is steal momentum from churches, from businesses. Momentum is your friend. The thing is when people have momentum, they don't respect it. So I'm going to ask this because you have to get this. So this widow is in a famine. The last thing she feels like doing is to sow a seed. So when you're in a famine with a child, to change that famine, you have to sow the right seed. And that means seed that is op opposite to your natural inclination. So spiritual laws are always directly opposite to natural laws. So I feel I want to do this. God's Word says do that. I feel I want to get even. God says forgive. Why does God say that? For your sake. Because you sow unforgiveness, you reap what? Bitterness. Then resentment then hatred. You lose yourself because you refuse to sow the seed that God has given you, which is seed of forgiveness, seed of love, seed of compassion. So if that teenager is rebellious, it doesn't help that you point out her rebellion. I mean, she knows she's rebellion. When I was a teenager and I lost myself and I went on a drinking spree and my mother always came and had to look for me, etc., etc. She never told me, hey, you've got a drinking problem. I knew it. I needed something opposite. So if you, if you, if you have a challenge with somebody, it doesn't help that you highlight the challenge. You have to find the seed that is opposite, that will change the situation. And then you have to sow it deliberately, intelligently, consistently, accurately, so that you can have the harvest that you want. So the Bible talks about this in the context of finances. Think about it. When God talks about your tithe, and uh, people misquote that scripture often, when the Bible says, bring, uh, uh, you have robbed me, we have robbed me in tithes and offerings, blah, blah, blah. And He says, um, you are cursed. It's not God who cursed you. God doesn't have any curses to give. He says you are cursed. What is a curse? You are now empowered by choice to fail. You chose to disconnect from God's law, which is the law of what? First fruits. The law of the firstborn, even before the law, which is the tithe. The first part belongs to God. No matter how small, no matter how big, the first 10% belongs to God. So people come and they say, well, it's too much. Or it's like, I'm gonna control my tithe. Really? I'm gonna decide where I give it. So what God says, He says, bring your tithe to the storehouse. You bring it, you honour me by bringing it. So you have to bring the right seed because this, the harvest you have today, the seed in today's harvest will determine the harvest that you will have tomorrow. So people enjoy the harvest. They become negligent. They become disrespectful of the law that got them to where they were spiritually as well. Used to read the Bible, used to pray, 
used to go to a home cell, used to go to church twice on a Sunday. They were sowing the right spiritual law. So they became strong and vibrant and their faith worked. Bam, they hit the jackpot. What happens? The tendency is what? To step back. And when you step back from applying the law, what happens? You lose momentum. Not instantly, gradually. And once you lose momentum in an area to regain it, requires much, much more effort. So if you have momentum, respect it and respect what got the momentum. Your prayer life, your church life, yes, your church life, your spiritual life, your love life, loving your neighbour, etc., etc., etc. Your commitment, your sowing when you had little got you to where you are today. So the Bible says, and it works in every area. The law that God gives us to, to make a difference in our lives, the way God empowers us, because the word blessing literally means empowerment. It's not, bless me, okay, bless me, okay, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me, anoint me with oil that is cooked, special oil, special water, a piece of that old rugged cross. It's gimmicks. You have been blessed. Now you have to walk in it. You have to walk in it. Which means you have to take full responsibility. I thank God for that. Otherwise, God would be unfair and He's not. We don't get to Jesus at the same place. We come to Jesus, some of us more messed up than other people, etc. Some of us more privileged than other people, doesn't matter. He died for all of us to secure a future for all of us. Now He gives you life. What does He give you? He put before you life and death, blessing, cursing, choose life. What life does He give us? He gives us life in the Spirit. He gives us life through the Word. He gives, us, he, gives us, he gives us the anointing. He gives us teachers in the body of Christ to teach us the principles of God that we live by. Now we make the choice whether we're going to live this or whether we're going to be wise. Why do you think God, Proverbs, um, Solomon, the cleverest man, wisest man that ever lives, he says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. That means reverence God and depart from evil. What evil is he talking about? Your way. Depart from evil. What is evil? Doing things my way. Knowing what the Bible says and still choosing to do it my way because I have an issue. Uh-huh. And you forget. It is the Lord your God that gave you the power to get the education, to get the opportunity, to get the job, to get the wife, the husband. It is the Lord your God. You forget. He says, Beware lest you forget that everything you have in life comes from the Lord your God, that He even holds the breath, your breath in the palm of His hand, that in a moment, you can be out of here. Just like this. Nothing wrong one day, gone tomorrow. Just, so, so, so while we live here, <laughs> We better respect Him and we better understand how His kingdom operates so that we can go through the storms, etc. And not ever sit in a place and get mad when you look at the television and you see certain things. You realise I'm beyond that and I'm above that because I have the Word and the Word is exalted above the Name of God and the Word of God has been tested in every culture, in every continent. The Word of God is tested in the furnace of the earth that God watches over His Word to perform it. So this widow in a time of famine sows the right seed. She did what the prophet said. The prophet represents the Word of God and she ate. God provided for her throughout the famine. I have to close with this scripture. I know time is up because the next service is about to come in as well. In Proverbs 11, the Bible says, listen, get this. There is one who scatters and yet increases more. There is one that withholds more than his right and he tends to poverty. You know, often we think about complimenting people and we don't voice the compliment. So we're not sowing the seed that that person needs. 
we wake up, somebody's on our heart and we feel to encourage the person and we never end up encouraging the person. You have to sow the seed. There is one that withholds more than is right. <laughs> you know, you counsel married couples and you try and give them some advice. They say, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know it, I know it. There's not a parent here possibly that doesn't know what your child needs. And yet you withhold the right seed, which is selfish, dare I say. Because you have to sow what the child needs. You, do not, you don't respond. You do not react. You are the parent. You sow what will make that child, the individual that child has to be. So some of the seed I had to sow when my children were teenagers, I said, no, I'm not dropping you off at the shopping center. No, you're not going to a bioscope with Johnny Doodad. Thank you. Except if I come and sit with you and I sit between the two of you, whether you like it or not. And by the time Johnny walks out there, Johnny will need somebody to pray for his eyes because he's not going to see for a few days. Thank you. Or possibly I'm going to break all the fingers in his hand. Thank you. Not one of those parents that just say, Manipulated by the child that says, well, Daddy, don't you trust me? No. <laughs> I mean, I had family that, I mean, parents were so clueless that the child goes out dressed like this and the minute they, but they've got clothes under the clothes. So they leave conservative. The minute they get in the car, they dress the club wear. And the parent just thinks, they're Okay. How clueless can you be by choice? Huh? So sometimes the seed you have to sow is no, no, no. And then one day when they get married, they're going to stand up and say, Daddy, I just want to thank you for all the times you didn't allow me to go do that. Thank you for all the times you said no. Thank you for the times you gated me. Thank you for the times that you made me write out the whole book of Proverbs. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, because I knew. Seed time and harvest. They start kissing when they are 14 years old. What are they going to do when they're 16? Hello? Don't act ignorant, parent. That's irresponsible because you want to be alone with your wife. So it suits you just to drop them out there. No, you the parent till you walk them down the aisle and you protect them till the day you walk down the aisle and they can throw their tantrums and they can rant and rave. You protect them. You keep them in your home till the day they walk down the aisle. No school, no education can replace the parents' home, you keep them. You invest in them. You raise them up yourself. In Jesus' Name. Law of seed time and harvest. I was placed in, in a hostel twice, Great College. Tried to get me right, putting me in a hostel. Second time I was expelled. How's that for your resume? Expelled out of Leith House <laughs> by Mr. Falstead is now in our church. That's funny. Old circle, old world, old turn. Funny. So he says, I want to say it again, there is one who withholds more than is right. It leads to poverty, lack. The generous soul will be made rich and he who waters will also be watered. So when, you, when you're discouraged, go encourage people. When you need something, go give something. When you're down, go bless somebody. When you need a blessing, go find something and go bless somebody else. The last thing you want to do is love this theology of me. 
me. Somebody notice me. Somebody bless me. Somebody help me. No, my brother and my sister. He who waters others will be watered himself. That means when you feel low, you go and lift somebody else. When you run out of finances, you find somebody and you go bless somebody that has less than you in Jesus' Name. You go find the dress that you're still going to fit in. You're going to go find your best seed in the Name of Jesus Christ and you go help other people. Come on. You go and encourage other people. You invest in other people. If you don't have a job, then find young people and invest in them and help them in their character, build their character, build their integrity and watch how God is gonna bless you. And when you see again, you are the one that will have a job and God is gonna bless you out of your socks. Because when you feel like the last thing you wanna do, that's when you should do it because that will revive you and refresh you and multiply you and increase you. And sometimes the best thing you can do is bite your tongue, girl. Don't say it. Because once it's said, it's out there. Choose your words. The Bible says, the wise uses knowledge sparingly. They don't just open their mouths and blab. They select their words because they realize life and death is in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. Every time you open your mouth, every time you talk to your child, every time you talk to your spouse, every time you talk to your staff, you are sowing. Just your words. Not even talking about your thoughts, the music you listen to. I'm not here on a religious trip. You have to understand this. You can't listen to worldly music and expect not to be worldly. You have to listen to Christian music. You have to have the Bible play in your home. Not everybody else's opinion out there. You have to sow the right seed to your spirit because your spirit man sustains you in a time of crisis. Nothing else. Not your favorite musician. They don't sustain you. Their music makes you feel good, but their music cannot build your faith. One thing builds your faith and that's the Word of God. One thing renews your mind and that's the Word of God. So if you have no respect for the Word of God, you have really no respect for your life. You cannot sow the world into your mind all week. And on a Sunday, I have 30 minutes to change everything. Impossible. Cannot be done. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou wilt meditate in a day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. What's the key? The Word of God. Your respect for the Word of God. The Word of God that is elevated above the name of Jesus Christ. Elevated. His name is above every name and yet the Word of God is elevated above the name of Jesus Christ. Can you comprehend that? that you want God's attention, you need to apply the Word, not the Word of your political party manifesto, which violates the Word of God and you think you're gonna be okay. Be Christian. I said be Christian. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So here it is. He who so sparingly will reap sparingly. Here it is. The power is in your hand. Mostly, except you have an evil day, but you can't have an evil day every day. Jesus had an evil day and He quoted Scripture. What seed do you have? What is the seed that you are sowing? What is the seed that you have sown? Now, it doesn't help we go into remorse and regret it and think I've messed up, I've messed up, I've messed up. No, we get understanding. We wise up so we can rise up. Amen. And we say, I want to find me some seed. That's good English. I'm going to get me some seed. I'm going to get me some seed. Where? In the Word. What does the Bible say? Not your emotion, not your feeling, not your anger not your own cleverness, suddenly you changed your opinion about God's Word because of? Sorry, God doesn't change. 
He watches over His Word. Every day. Not something you have to fear, but it's something you really have to understand. We have to sober up. Understand when we have these private conversations, we talk about other races in a, in a certain way. God hears it. He hears it. It's seed. Everything all the time. A man's harvest in life is based entirely what? Upon the seed he sows. So if I'm not happy with my present, I can do something. Not overnight. The man began to prosper and was prospering until he became very prosperous. That's a journey. That's a process of sowing the right seed consistently, accurately, intelligently, God-guided. He who sows sparingly shall reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully shall reap bountifully. You see some kids, they just settle because the parents just love on them all the time. And the parents love them enough to say no. You're not moving to the universe or to the hostel. You're staying in this house. You don't need that education. You need my education. You need me. Because you talk to somebody of my age, I'll tell you what makes people. And it's not the right school. Let me tell you, because I was in one of the greatest schools. It's not the school. It's the parent that makes the child. It's the parent that makes the child. The parent makes the child. The parent makes the child. The child never makes himself. Ever. I know I should have been finished, but you know, Christmas is coming. Get this, parents. If you don't sow seed into your child, somebody else will. And it's going to be his friends. Somebody else is going to sow seed. Yeah? Character, values, morality, the things that matter. Somebody else. So I'm just one of those conservative pastors, preachers, call me old-fashioned, I don't care. My children married out of my house. They stayed with me. I didn't kick them out. They stayed in my house. Till the day they got married. I kept them under my wing and chased many little boys and girls said Samaya you're not good for my daughter because <laughs> what did I do what do I, what do, I do I want to walk my daughter down the aisle as a virgin my boy it's my job my job my job my job hmm Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one moving, please. God loves you. 2,000 years ago, Jesus died for you because He loves you. And the greatest thing you can do is to give yourself to Him, is to surrender your life to Him. You've come here this morning, you say, Pastor, I've never given my life to Jesus. Then I want to say a prayer with you. I want to help you find your way back to God this morning. You can make that decision. 2,000 years ago, God sent His Son who died. That was the first seed that God sowed. He sowed one son. Today there are billions who are called children of God because of one sacrifice. Today you can come back to Jesus or you can surrender your life to Jesus or start afresh with Jesus. I want to pray for you. You have to sow yourself to Him. Give yourself to Him. While every head is bowed, every eye closed, counselors watch now please all over this building 
You say, Pastor, I need a fresh start, a new beginning. I want to give my life to Jesus. If that is the cry of your heart, quickly, wherever you are, just raise your hand. In all our churches, no one moving. Just slip your hand up. Say yes. Raise it up. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Raise it up. Now, in Jesus' name. God bless you. Bless you. Slip it up. Say yes. There's a heaven to gain. There's a hell to shun. Lift your hand now. Say yes. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to put your hand on your heart right where you are this morning. I want you to pray this prayer. Somebody's going to come and talk to you right after the service and we're going to pray with you and help you in the journey forward. So all over this place, in every church, pray this with me right now. Say, Lord Jesus, today I surrender my life to You. I give myself back to You. Thank You for loving me just as I am. I believe You rose from the grave. I believe You are alive. Today, I start afresh. I put everything in Your hands and I thank You that I have a future. I have a hope because of the love You have for me. In Jesus' Name. Amen and Amen and Amen and Amen. Join a church. If it's not this church, get planted in a church. Get planted in a church. Get part of a family. Thank God when I got saved, first thing I did was I got planted in a church and I learned. I went to Bible school, I went to home cell, I went to every service, every meeting that was ever in that church. I've not a moment's regret because it built a strong spirit on the inside of me, renewed my mind. You cannot overinvest in yourself spiritually. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I love you all. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information on CRC, visit www.crc.org.za.